welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I have a fantastic episode for you. Y'all, I speak with Caitlin Berry, 57 kilo, two-time teen Raw National Champion. She just won the Pro American at the Arnold's taking first place and won some money. And we just had an excellent conversation about her training, about what her experience was like training with the Midland University team and what her experience has been like transitioning away from training with the Midland University team. This convo was fun. It was juicy. And before we dive in, God talks to you about Girls Who Powerlift because they are dropping the dopest apparel. If you want to look good while you train, go on their website, y'all, because they have nice leggings, high-waisted leggings. They have crop tops with awesome sayings on them. They have competition crop tops. If you're in the USAPL, you're officially allowed to wear crop tops again on the platform, so make sure you get yours. (laughs) And also, they have the cutest shirts. Girls, guys, they have built-in bras in some of their shirts, and it's just really fantastic, okay? So go ahead grab your apparel use the link in the show notes that shows support to me personally and you're supporting a company that's all about empowering women to become stronger and real quick gotta tell you you go to the gym and you need some energy then grab yourself some 110 percent pre-workout it's the only pre-workout i use it's excellent the flavors are so freaking good third-party tested of course you can use it for any drug tested federation and the ingredients are high quality my favorite flavor is pineapple mango if y'all want to copy yourself some 110 percent pre-workout use code solana to save yourself 10 percent and let's dive into today's episode so caitlin berry i got to see you compete at the arnold's yes. the pro american where you crushed it, took first place. You're 19. Yes. Everybody, I'm I'm listening to the King of the Lifts podcast, and they're like, she's grown now. She's not a teenager anymore. She's 20, 21. I was like, no, I'm still 19. So I do this thing called check, (laughs) where I go and check open powerlifting is really simple it takes about 20 <laughs> seconds and you can get a lot of information <laughs> so <laughs> i did hear that too and i was like Skirt. yeah it's and even I'm in like, my bio <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't know man but i know you're 19 and which is also why i was so impressed i was like dude like and then i started looking at your competition record you started in 2018 so you started at 15 yeah yeah, man, wow. which is not that was not so surprising. long ago. It feels like oh it, right? My <laughs> but I'm not surprised you started so young. I can see you are from Texas, where they yeah. have powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was just all equipment, and I I think it was like my sophomore year going into my senior year. I was, I mean, my sophomore my sophomore year going into my junior year. I guess they were already, we were already trying to like um, look at colleges and everything. And there was this one guy who was my, like my OG coach. Um, He was my very first coach. His name's uh, Angel, Angel Coach Oakman. 
and he was part of like UTSA in San Antonio in Texas and so that was a dream I wanted to go to UTSA I wanted to go to San Antonio get out of my small town and I was like for sure and I was asking him about outside coaches and he's like I'm a good outside coach I'll coach you so yeah he started me with the USAPL I believe um well raw at least and yeah I loved it dude that's so cool so I'm not so I've been told this it seems like all teams at like high schools have equips but not all of them have raw is that the case like yeah that's and I think it's so weird so only schools I know so Texas their equipment their only equipment um Louisiana they are I think only equipment in high school um Wisconsin is only equipment and Nebraska they actually have I think equipment and raw because they Wisconsin Nebraska and Louisiana go through the USAPL I believe but in Texas we have DESPA which is THS WPA and THS I mean THSPA so you have like the men's and women's Wait, so we have like our that? own little thing so so DESPA is uh let me see if I can remember THSPA Texas High School Powerlifting Association and then Texas High School Women's Powerlifting Association so there's like it's all under one group but they're separate one for men's and one for women's and it's only in Texas so we have our own little thing going on separate from the USAPL and other feds and we are one of the biggest yeah Yeah, so okay. I think it's like, I think it's USAPL, which is the biggest, and I, I read this somewhere, I don't even remember, and we were kind of like around there after, or maybe before, I don't even know, but we are one of the biggest. I'm just saying because of Texas, Texas is huge. Well, I'm not surprised, because I know like all the freaking strong powers come out of Texas, <laughs> and I've met so many people who talk to me about like collegiate and high school Texas like mm-hmm. powerlifting so but it's so cool to know they have their own federation for high school specifically like I did yeah. know that mm-hmm. okay so starting at 15 that means you were like what a sophomore junior yeah I was a sophomore cool and so, yeah I started that in USAPL and then I originally just started powerlifting in general when I was 14 a freshman in college uh, freshman in high school Nice. What made you want to do it? Obviously, you were surrounded by it, which is cool, but what made you want to do it? And also, were there a lot of women doing it when you were 14, like your age? So the reason I did it was because in middle school, in like seventh and eighth grade, I played football and there was no way I was doing football in high school because all these boys were literally hitting their growth spurts and they're getting huge, and they're getting stronger, and I was literally just, I kind of peaked. I was done, so um, the football coach was also the powerlifting coach, and he's like, look, if you don't plan on doing this in uh, high school, like, do powerlifting, so that's kind of how I started. I was like, all right, Um, we had these little summer camp things where, um, I think it was like a month before school started. It was like strength and conditioning, so we'd go, we do cardio then we'd have like a day we would work out and stuff like that just to keep us in shape and get us in shape for the season and um 
there weren't that many females. It was so rare and our school didn't praise it as much because we were such a small school. We were like 3A. So my graduating class was like 150 something. So um, it was so small. Nobody really praised it as much. Now, you know, I just made a video for the girls back at home who were going to state and there was like 16 girls there were like there's a lot of girls on the team and then 16 of them went to regionals and then whoever qualified went to state I was like we had like four of us what the heck it quadrupled that's freaking awesome yeah <laughs> so you made that video for your old high school yeah so uh they reached out to me I think it was it was a week before the Arnold they were like, hey, our girls are going to regionals, and then they're going to go to state. Like, it would be nice, like, the, like the four of us that went to state, they're like, it'd be nice if you girls just sent a nice video to them, encouraging them and everything. And high school powerlifting was it. It was, that was, if I had the best team experience, it was in high school. And I told them, you will never get that, the same energy ever again. Would you say that's because, because it's mostly equipped, so literally the team is working together every single session? So I just, you know, how, how can I say this? I just feel like in high school, it's not a job. I can say that. Like, we, we are doing, like, everybody's learning. So we're all basically at the same baseline. Everybody's learning everybody is so supportive of each other because we're basically at we're on the same level and we all move up together um you know it's like it's like a family and because we were so small it was definitely like a family and so it it wasn't like I said it wasn't a job we saw it as an activity we did it for fun it was our hobby and we loved it we all loved it the same and we supported each other we were always there for each other um boys and girls so I think that's why it was so good you know that that is so cool to hear because you're right like you're saying it wasn't like a job and I'm thinking like well first of all I was like wait you're only 19 like no 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 it doesn't matter you're only 19 like you're already looking at where you're gonna place that nationals I looked at your ranking for 57 I need to double check it I think in open you were like 23 overall in open I will double check for USAPL um which is freaking I mean dude like what like that's insane like you have a 508 dot so I can see how you're like well this is kind of like a part-time job along with me being a full-time student and working and as opposed to high school where it was like you did it for fun and it was like you got you had probably more time on your hand well you definitely have yeah. more time everyone has time when they're 15 so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel so, like um I'm so sorry. I feel like um, now I wanted to come to college to do that, to get the same feeling. But what I tell a lot of kids, because they always ask me like, oh, how's college out there? Like, how's the powerlifting team? That and that. I love every, I loved everybody on the team. But like, you just, you have more priorities now. Like you're, you're an adult. You know what I mean? And, um, I don't know, I just tell them, it's just not the same now with the job and you have to work as a team. But if you are looking 
to be one of those top people in the open, they're not a part of a team. I mean, I guess you could say like, um, for example, like Nori powerlifting, Joey flags, like those, they're like, yeah, they're, they, they're a team, but they don't come together like a high school team or a college team. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so if they, if that was their goal, a college, a college team is not for them. Cause it's, I mean, some of them, yes, because they let you like kind of have your own programming. They work with you and everything, but the the place where I'm at right now, you, you have to be kind of like on the same thing. You can't have an outside coach. Um, everything is for the team. So even though you don't PR that meet, if you still get first, you still got 12 points. So good for the team but like how does that make you feel personally like you personally didn't PR I would feel really bad like I'm so happy I brought the team this far but man like you know what I mean so it's definitely a shot at you personally and I've seen that happen to so many people and I don't want other kids feeling like that who want to be part of the top five this is I'm fascinated by this because I've never gotten to experience college or high school powerlifting for a team. I started on my own, right? So basically what you're saying is even though the team can progress forward, they're really just trying to prioritize like their ranking at the expense of your actual performance. Yes. Mm, Okay. So this by the way, you go to Midland University? Yes. Are you okay with me saying that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. I was like, give <laughs> me a face. I was like, oh, should I? Because I can always edit. But okay, cool. So you go to Midland University. So question, I've heard that at Midland, you're not allowed to record anything and put it on social media, like your lips. Is that true? So I remember my freshman year, he had this thing. He told everybody they can't. They cannot, like in the beginning of the semester um, until collegiates, you cannot and I feel like it was to um, keep us underground, which I mean, look, if the other team has it, they have it. If they don't, they don't. Like if I'm just posting it, so be it. Um, you know, it's not like, oh, I posted my 405 deadlift, my comp side. They're like, all right, I'm just going to go up. Like if they can't go up, they can't. If that makes any sense. So I really didn't understand that. I I understood where they were coming from, but it, if you think about it, it just made no sense. This year, we were able to in the beginning, and when collegiates rolled around, they couldn't. He was like, that's it. We're going, what do they call it? They called it a blackout. I don't even remember, or I don't even know, but they were like, no posting or anything. Did my video go out? You're good. Okay. Yeah, no posting or anything. And wait, so my phone is dying. I'm just gonna move somewhere else, but I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna stay on the same Wi-Fi and yeah, I'll Don't still worry. have you in my AirPods. This is probably poor. This is very poor of me. It's <laughs> okay. Listen, here, right now I'm gonna pause real quick. Yeah, so, so. You were saying like blackout, y'all. We had to pause for a second. So you were saying <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, they were like blackout. No one can post anything at all. 
Yeah. And, and everybody wanted to post. And like I was saying, if you're a kid who wants to be part of that top 10, you want to blow up your Instagram, you want to like blow up in the community, this is not for you. We have a few kids who that's what they want to do. And um, they want to make this, you know, I guess not their career, but like, this is like, that's them. Like how everybody else is like how our top five lifters are. And they're just like, well, I can't post. I'm not bringing any traction to my page. How will anybody know about me? And you know, what are the odds that, yeah, you make your meet recap, but it's not the meat that you wanted. So then now, like, but you just feel, you feel so defeated. You're like, wow, I really waited this long to post anything. I couldn't build my page. I couldn't let people know, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm doing great things. Everybody wants to be on King of the Lift, you know, so they'll milk it as hard as they can. They're like, and now my, uh, my meat, I didn't do good. And then now they're probably embarrassed because they're like, wow, I did so good in training and I didn't do good in the meat. I can't post this because it's like, I don't know. There's just a whole lot of things, definitely p- things that I've heard from other people too. And I don't know. It, it just, it just messes them up. Yeah. Or, I can see that. Good. I'm so sorry. Or um, people think that they've fallen off. And so word starts to spread like false word or that they've maybe hopped on something. They're like, oh, they're not posting anymore. They've either fallen off or, oh, they're on this. That's why they're not posting anymore. If they come back and start posting and they're stronger, you know what happened. And it's just a whole lot of little things that go into it that I've definitely heard from other people. I never thought about like just what other people will say is the reason why they fell off of posting mm-hmm. that never crossed my mind but what definitely did cross my mind is like you're right like first of all posting would help bring more attraction to your school's team to make even more people want to join it so the fact that you can't mm-hmm. post is kind of ridiculous because that's literally free advertising especially when you have people who are putting up huge numbers at the school and on top of that you're right like everybody wants their clout right like come on we're in the age of social media everyone wants to be posting on candlelist like I got posted for the first time on candlelist recently and I was like oh my god like come on like everybody wants that and especially when we're in a place where like people are making money off social media like if you were to be able to build while you're in college like your page up you could get sponsors and literally start getting paid without having and this is what you like yeah this is what you like to do like it sucks like knowing you have tuition to pay off. Plus, speaking of tuition, Midland University, $47,000. So not worth it. And, you know, it's so not oh God. worth it. And the, you know, and you really have to be so good to get a good scholarship because if you don't, I really hope you get good FAFSA because, geez, it's so money draining. And like, I have a friend right now working at you know you don't have any credentials because this is how you get your credentials is in college mm-hmm. Work, working at Canes 40 hours a week while trying to pay off this tuition because you know his FAFSA already gave him enough we get like an emergency relief fund I guess because of like it's called a hurt fund they um give a certain amount to some kids you know you try to get all the help you can get 
mm-hmm. and and you're just stuck with like this huge bill Be- like forty seven thousand dollars of tuition you can get and I promise you that you can get way better education somewhere else for probably in your hometown yeah. for cheaper not for forty seven thousand it's because this is a private Lutheran college no that's why I am so sorry and if I knew the things that I knew now I wouldn't have been here but I'd like to use things as a learning experience and I try not to regret things because if and I think about it if I never came maybe I would have been regretting that I never came you know but geez step not even worth it so when you say if you knew what you now you may not have come is it if you knew money-wise or like other things about also the team for powerlifting? I think it's just, I guess money-wise, like I got a good scholarship and I get good FAFSA. So I usually pay off my tuition, if not in the first semester, early second. So I'm good with that. Um, But what I'm like, some kids it's tuition, but what I mean is regarding the team and then regarding just the school because I don't know I feel like you know it's kind of grimy here we just we just passed up Black History Month and so um you know in February you know we have this um club BSU you know Black Student Union Mm -hmm. and so they were interviewing you know kids on campus and so um, the president, my, she's my friend, Serenity, she came up to me and she was like, you know, being that you are, you know, mixed. Um, and she asked me these questions like of what I feel like being on a, um, a majority white campus and how I feel about the professors and everything. And I was like, it's, it's cool because this, this school does get a lot of um, diversity here. We have a lot of people from, um, where are we at? We have German, Russia. Um, we have some people from Hawaii, um, France. Like we get, we get a lot of kids, different kids. Um, but yeah, the majority here is white. And not only me, but you know, my other friends who are black, they have like this weird it's like they're passive aggressive and real subtle with their wording I hope I said that right but I'm like speaking real slow just to see if I said it right but there was this it was black history month and there was this professor who went up to my friend and she was like we get Martin Luther King Jr. day off are you excited (laughs) and and I, I was like why did she ask you that specifically literally said you know their name are you excited she's like what is that supposed to mean you know very like I don't even know and you know these some of these professors are just either they don't know better which is a shame because they're grown or they're just subtly racist 
It, and honestly, girl, it could be a combination of both because just hearing that like, oh, blah, blah, are you excited? What they're saying is, oh, we're going to acknowledge your race and acknowledge this man who did so much for you guys, so much to help us yeah. rise up and not be seen as two thirds of a person. Are you happy we're gonna give him some acknowledgement? Are you happy the school is not gonna pass it over like they pass over everything else? Yeah. That's really what you're saying. And if they said it like that, they'd be like, oh. <laughs> but no, you're gonna say it, say it subtly and I don't know if that person knew exactly what they were doing, but to be honest with you, I fully believe that if you were born and raised in America and you are a Caucasian man or woman, like racism is rooted into this country. So everyone's a little, it's got like the spectrum, everyone's on spectrum. Like there is no like yeah. 100% like no, right? But yeah, that was like a definitely a subtle hit. <laughs> And the, the sad thing is, you're right, they're grown and they see nothing wrong with it. And they probably are a person who surrounds themselves with people similar to them. So their yeah. circle sees nothing wrong with it. So they're like, well, I'm fine. Right. And I mean, and a lot of these professors are older. I mean, old. So that could also be another thing. Like you have like, you know, our this new generation, they're, they're more aware of what's happening. Yeah, these people are old. So they're, they don't care. They're rude and they see definitely nothing wrong with it. Ugh. All right. Another thing yeah. that you were mentioning to me, you were saying, so Steve Novi put up a post because um, he made his, <laughs> his uh, podcast with Angelo about collegiate sport for powerlifting and he was like hey if you had a good or like a really bad or really good experience please let us know we're trying to gather as much information as possible so we can make our podcast and you mentioned to me that you hit him up and you answered his question and I would definitely love to know like what you said so his question was about the recording Mm -hmm. um but so my boyfriend told him more of what happened, which is why like he didn't really have that many questions because he kind of already knew. He saved those questions for him. He like beat me to the punch with that post. So um what what was said though, and I'll try to keep long story short, was you know, everybody wants to know, and I don't blame them. Everybody loves the the wine from the grapevine. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why did my boyfriend get kicked off the team? Why did I decide to leave the team? Right? And a lot of people think, oh, where well, they're dating, like, you know, where they go, where one goes, somebody else has to go. You know what I mean? Um, that's definitely looking through an ignorant perspective. If I would love for anybody to ask me, I love it when people ask because you know it's coming from me, it's coming from the source. So the reason my ex got kicked off was it's been a long fight to have individual programming. And, you know, anybody in this, in powerlifting knows that nobody can be on the same program and like, and accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. Like you, why would you do the same program as say, somebody the size of Ray Williams that's absurd that Mm -hmm. is and you know first of all he's a male and he's a super heavyweight 
that's total, total opposite of what we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I remember whenever I was signing here, I signed January, late January, um, of my senior year, of course. So of high school. And he told me, don't worry, no need to fix what's not broken. You can keep your outside coach. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. The coach said that? The coach here said that. Okay. You can keep your outside coach. I said, all right. And I signed to come here. Everything's done deal. No need for me to look for another college. I got it here. I knew what I had in my scholarship. Perfect. You know, my counselor broke it down what I was going to be paying. I was totally fine with it. You know what I mean? And like a week, a week or two before we got here, he sends out an email like, so we've been thinking for a while, we're not going to have outside coaches. Y'all are all going to be under one programming. I said, what? What if that was a deciding factor of mine that I wanted my outside coach, that I wanted to be, you know, like, I understand I'm on a team, but that's huge. So here I am two weeks out from going to college, 16 hours away that I already committed to, you know, there, there was nowhere else I could have gone where I would have been prepared. So yeah, I, you know, such a sad breakup. I dropped my coach, you know? Yeah. And he was like, you know, don't worry on the breaks. You can go back with them. Well, some people think that's great, but I'm just like, okay, so I'm on this one program. The break comes around. I hop on a different program for probably like three weeks. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Then, what? Yeah. And then I go back on this other program. Oh, when Khalid is done, oh, I'll hop back on this other program. And it's so hard for you to progress when things keep changing, mm-hmm. when the data is just not with the same program. So I literally, the first meet that I did here under Midland, it was good because I came off of my old coach's program. Mm-hmm. So I noticed, I noticed some PRs and I was super excited, you know, for that. Then I did another meet under Midland and I pooped the bed, right? It was really bad. Definitely hit my self-esteem, my pride. I was like, you know what? People have bad meets. I've had a lot of bad meets before. You know, we're just going to get up. We're going to get ready for collegiates. Well, before collegiates, he wanted us to have another meet. I'm just like, I just did three meets before collegiates. What, why am I not, why am I not prepping? Why? I was like six weeks out after that meet. I was six, four weeks out from collegiates. It's like I'm peaking. I peaked and then I had no time to peak again. That's what I mean. I'm like, so you're going to just peak right away. Like just. Yeah. There was no, no. And he wanted us to rest for about a week. Okay. So that, yeah. So <laughs> get to collegiate and poop the bed again. And I'm just like, and that really hit me because I was projected second behind mm-hmm. Celine Crumb. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not even like, she, she was way ahead of me. I will gladly take second behind her. And then I ended up not even taking second, like I was projected. Mm-hmm. And that 
definitely hit me because it's like collegiate. So like, this is what I was looking forward to. Um, so after that, I went back to my old coach. I was not that far. What was it? When was it? Was in April. Collegiate last year was in April. Nationals, Mega Nats was in June. Yeah, we had Nationals in June. About a less than two months for a prep. So I get back under my old coach, PR'd in Daytona, you know. Which I noticed that was a good meet for you. That was, it was such a good meet for me. I was so happy. I was so excited. I was top five. I placed fourth. We were going for fifth place. And I ended up placing fourth and it was so good. My first open meet. So that was that. And then, you know, the summer came around now I'm back in Midland, August. I'm off of my coach and first meet I do back here. So bad, absolutely bad. My Daytona meet numbers, my total was 421.5 keys. Did the meet when I came back, 407.5 keys. How do you do that? How? And so, and I had my meeting with him. And first of all, when I got here, I was on a four to five day bench um, programming. Mm-hmm. So that I'd bench four to five days. Getting here, I benched twice. I would bench on a Monday, which was my regular competition bench. And it was never really pushed to the max. Mm-hmm. And my second day was a close grip because they thought I should work on strength, which I'm all for that. I totally get that. But mm-hmm. why am I just benching twice? And then he called it a third bench day, but it was optional. And it was if the coaches were there and I would only do like dumbbell bench and then maybe like an easy comp bench. So I was like, this is just not right. And the way it was separated wasn't right either. And so I would, I would have meetings with him over and over and over asking for more bench volume. Like I need more training days. Mm-hmm. And he would just say, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like somebody like you needs it. And I'd never get it. And so finally my sophomore year, I, you know, went up to him. I was like, dude, I need more bench. And he was like, okay, send me a proposal on why you need more bench and explain. And I'm like, what's happening? So we talked about this. What's happening? So I emailed him long paragraph. And who helped me with that email was Sean Noriega. Really? Yeah. Like he was literally in my corner for the longest time. And I was like, how am I going to get through to him? that I need, you know, and he was the perfect person to go to because his bench, you know, you know, he knows how to program it. He does five days. And when it, when it's needed, he does six. He's like, don't worry about it. I got you. So we sent off this email long, really good. I get there to this meeting and he was like, I need you to explain to me how you're going to do this. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you need to explain to me where you're going to fit in these bench days. And I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not a coach. Like, I know I need this because that's what my body responds to best. But I don't know what I'm doing in regards of like 
a program if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I'm just like I'm trying my best to look at old programs of me and my old coach um Angel and I'm just like trying to fit everything in there and I had this thing going it looked perfect and finally they're like okay we'll think about it and I'm like I'm six weeks out from this meet that I'm doing how are you just gonna think about it and finally I went up to my coach and I was like dude I'm four weeks out what are we doing like I don't have this time and he was like okay just do it and I was like all right are you gonna give me a program he's like no figure it out so it's like he gave me the permission to do it without him getting mad at me that I'm doing extra days but at the same time like I just felt like they didn't know how to program somebody like me you know which is why they were holding it off for the longest time and so I tried my best and I didn't want to burden Sean at the time as much because he wasn't my coach. I wasn't paying him to do anything. He was just doing everything out of the goodness of his heart. And so I'm trying to figure everything out. And this is what happened leading up to that meet where I totaled 407. And so after that, you know, I had another meeting with him. And this is where it got serious. Because after this meet, now it's finals week. And I'm also working two jobs. Because I'm about to go back home for the winter break. You know, I'm not going to have a job when I go back home. How, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to pay for the gym membership that I got to pay for back over there so I can still train, like, to eat, you know? So I go into this meeting and, you know, and it's so stressful on me that I start to cry. I'm just like, I feel so defeated. I'm just like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm about to turn 20 years old. I have not accomplished what I've set out to accomplish. I should have pulled or should have pulled, pushed, you know, these numbers. And I haven't, I was like, I'm looking at everybody else in my weight class. They're doing amazing. I'm seeing them so happy with their progress. And what am I doing? And so I'm telling him this. And the few things that stuck out to me is that I asked him about my bench program. He asked me, was there a time that you asked me for something and I never gave it to you? Like he was trying to prove to me that he always gave it to me. And I was like, yeah, when I asked for the bench programming and he was like, well, I just wanted to see if you knew what you were doing. And I'm like, what? like, I'm not a coach. And with, you know, and with these types of coaches, their excuses, oh, I've been in the sport for 30 plus years, 40 plus years. So I, you know, good, good excuse. That's good. Like, you know, and I give you your props. You do have a lot of experience, but man, like times have changed. Update your programming, figure it out because, you know, this isn't, this isn't back then. This is now like, look at everybody progressing under these newer coaches with the newer information that we have. We cannot keep living in the past. Mm-hmm. So that was that. And another thing was, I, I told him, I was like, I feel like I was lied to. And so I referred back to whenever I signed here and he told me I could have an outside coach. And, you know, his excuse for that was that other kids would look at, you know, other kids and be like, oh, well, they're hitting a single. Why am I not hitting a single? And just question the programming, you know? And whenever they had their outside coach, they wouldn't um, keep them updated with what they were doing. Mm -hmm. so those were the people that kind of ruined it for us 
And so I told him, I was like, I feel kind of lied to because you told me I was going to have an outside coach. I didn't. I was like, you know, what if that was a deciding factor for me coming here? And he was like, well, you know, he was like, I'm paying you a lot of money to train the Midland way. And that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, really, dude? Like, that, that was just wrong. And I heard from somebody that, you know, asked me about, you know, individualized programming. And he was like, there's too many kids on this team for me to have different programs because then I won't know what they're doing. And I'm like, you chose to have a team this big. Like Mm -hmm. other coaches have so many clients, sometimes over 50 clients. And they, you know, nobody is the same they're they're doing what they're getting paid to do and you know here they're still getting paid by the school and everything you know a job is a job you're getting paid to do it do it right or you're not gonna have a job yep and so that was that and I'm just like trying my best to like see what I can do because at this point too like I'm also telling them I have my pro card I got invited to the Arnold you let so and so and so do the Arnold before I was like I, I want to do it this is what a lot of kids dream of and he says no he's like you're not like them they had a bad experience I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have you have the same experience I'm like we're not the same people and these mm-hmm. people were of different gender they were heavier than me and I'm like you know I'm a smaller female who can recomp better and faster and he's just like no and he was like you know what if you PR at the Arnold but then you come back and you um don't PR and I'm like okay but I PR'd at the Arnold and I was like and I'm definitely gonna get first place at collegiate I'm giving you your 12 points Mm -hmm. and he's just so adamant he's like no and so I was like you know what okay I had class after this so he was like I'm not gonna hold you up um he was like we'll have another meeting later I was like well this is finals week you know there is no time for another meeting later and I was like and I'm working so you know I email him after I message him after nothing and so finally the deadline for the Arnold is you know coming up and I'm just like you know what I text Sean I was like what's your what's your Venmo and I sent him the money. I was like, we're doing this. We're going to Arnold. I was like, whatever happens, happens. I was like, but I was like, I need to be 100%. I was like, powerlifting literally used to be my outlet for whatever it was. And at this, like right now, I just feel like it's a job. I feel like I'm just not happy anymore. And I was like, and I want to be happy again. I want to look like those other people in my weight class who are progressing, who are so happy, who are just excited about every training day and I was like and that's not me right now he's like let's go we're gonna knock the wheels off this night like we're, we're so excited you know and what what also made me upset is what I, I told you I emailed him mm-hmm. I messaged nothing well we had to meet for the freshmen and then I work at a coffee shop and I said hey I'm grabbing coffee this morning do you want some real fast yes with milk and sugar okay so if you answer to that you definitely saw (laughs) this long paragraph right here you definitely saw it 
And so, yeah, after I told Sean about that, I emailed my other coach and I was like, look, this is what's happening. I was like, I need to be my 100% to give 100% to the team. I was like, if I'm not well, then how will I be well at collegiate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all this, all this in an email, sent it. A week later, I'm on winter break, having a good time. I get an email, like, if this is what you choose to do, if you choose not to be in our program, like, you can't lift in our facility, you can't lift with the team, you can't lift for collegiates, let me know if this is what you want to do, if this is what you want to do, I'm going to tell admissions to take you off. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I lost my athletic scholarship but without losing it because I signed a year contract so the school Mm kind of had to like give me different stuff which I don't believe I'll need to pay it back because I signed a year um yeah and so I told him like this is definitely what I wanted to do which makes me mad because if I'm not on the same program I can't train with a team but there are some people who are not on the same program training with the team like that are not going, or they know they're like did they he knows and they're they're not going to collegiate or anything but I'm like if you know if there's an extra rack for that person to train there that's not going to collegiate you know what is the difference for me I was like and I literally said I will still do collegiates to help out the team mm-hmm. and I think it was just a pride thing for him and I feel like when he said that, like, oh, I'll no longer be on the team. I'll no longer do that. I feel like he thought he had an edge on me to be like, okay, never mind. But at this point, I'm over it. Like, nothing really stumped me, like, this whole predicament. Usually when a, a problem comes my way, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I figure it out really fast, and whatever happens, happens. But this really weighed on my mind so, so unhealthy, like so unhealthy for me. It, it was so bad. And during finals week, it just wasn't right. So, yeah. And like I said, I was still respectful. You know, I came back. I was like, look, I heard y'all are doing fundraisers for the team. Let me know. I'm a, I'm a state ref. I will ref for you. I will spot and load for you. I will run the tables for you. If you need me to donate something, I will donate for you. You know, let me know and I'll be there. And, you know, he replies to the email. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll let you know. Then a month later, a few, like, few weeks before the Arnold, I hear that my name is in somebody's mouth, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I, I heard what they were saying. And I was like, I just don't understand how I was so respectful, how I wasn't disrespectful on social media to him, how I was the total opposite of what someone thought I should have been, you know, or what I could have been. And I still get hit like that. It made no sense. I was like, you know what, whatever. If, if anybody asks me how it is here, if anybody wants to know my side of the story, if anybody wants to know, you know, the truth, 
there is no sugarcoating it. I'm just gonna tell them literally everything that happened to me, everything that I've seen happen to others, and they can figure it out for themselves. Like, that's just foul. That's wild, dude. Like, and this lasted the whole, what, year? Like, yeah. from, yeah, that is insane. And so now that you have finally escaped <laughs> the, yeah. the Midland team um, from that awful experience, you get Michonne, you freaking killed it, Arnold. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe that? He literally, I told him, I was like, he was like, well, I needed three years to figure this lifter out. So I was like, I don't have three years. I know. What? He's like, you gave three years to your other coach. And I'm like, when I was 15, what are you doing when you're 15? What are you thinking about when you're 15? Nothing. What? Are, what? And no, can you believe that? Totaled 421.5, come back 407.5, leave 455. Keys win money. Can you believe that? I can believe it. I think honestly, <laughs> you should. You probably walked away like, yo, everything I did, I'm so proud of myself for doing it. Yeah. Was that how I, you felt after that meet? Yeah. And I had, I know, and I had a few people that said, this is going to be the worst decision of your life, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, everything's made for you out here. Like, you have something big going on. I was like, what? What? big do I have going on here what is happening in Nebraska first and foremost Nebraska is so bad it is so cold my back's dry my face is dry my lips are trapped what's going on I'm I'm getting lighter by the day and um that's happening and they were like if you leave I better see you progress or this was a waste of your time and I said I will and here you are, uh, four fifty-five. <laughs> that is actually insane. It's wild, and dude, like, so let's talk about Arnold's. Um, so you go into it. Let's look at your squat because you got some nice numbers. Okay, so you go into it, three fourteen, hit it. Uh, can I ask what happened on the second attempt? Can I know we had to retake the three thirty, and we got it on the third. So I feel like my first squat, I was like. That was great depth. Second one, I was like, look, I was like, I'm going to see if I can, and this was wrong of me, and that was wrong. And so I was like, I'm going to see if I can cut the depth a little bit and save more in the tank for my third squat. And I guess I cut it too much. And yeah, but if I, when I took it the third time, or the second time when I took my third, it moved good for me hitting, like, you know, trying to bury it. Mm-hmm. And I think some, I think one ref still gave me one red light, but it moved good. And I was like, man, if I hit it that way, I could have gone up. Yeah. But, you know, we learn. I'm about to say, there you go. You <laughs> learn, you still hit a nice PR. Cause mm-hmm. what was your best before that? I'm looking, I'm seeing 303. Was that your best before that? Nope. I see 308. Okay. No, check this out. How? How? So. Um, I think I think at collegiate's my it was 30 I think I hit 308 or 303 there but as I'm going up one of the spotters hit the bar and I was like and you know I was like and you know if if he didn't hit the bar 
I probably would have never gotten up. <laughs> you know, I was I was so bad at squat for the longest time. I still think I'm so bad. You know, once my squat reaches those numbers, like the top 60s right now, I'll say mm-hmm. I'm good at squat. But right now, like, I'll still take it as a win because I never in my life would have thought I would have been opening up at 3, 15, 14. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That was huge for me. I was super nervous coming into this meet. I was like, no way I'm not getting stapled by all that weight on my back. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I'm, I was so bad at squat. Um, I used to squat really narrow. Like literally my feet were like this. And like so, Marissa yeah oh man (laughs) it was so bad and I just didn't know what was wrong with me and I remember texting Sean I was like hey I have a question and he's like what and I was like do you think I'll be good at squat and he's like what are you saying he's like what are you (laughs) talking about I was like I just I pooped the bed so many times with squat I was like I just think this is it for me I'm washed up Watched up at 19, bro. Yeah. He's like, awesome. he's, he's like, Caitlin, you're 10 weeks out. <laughs> I was like, I'm just saying. I don't understand. So what did you guys change? Um, squat? You know, I used to have one squat day. I have three now. Okay. I have, um, which I used to have three when I came to Midland, I got one. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, a front squat too after that what are you doing with a front squat and um so I have a high bar squat I do a tempo and then I'll have my competition squat which I hate high bar with a passion but it works yeah and I I hate I hate that it works because I hate it (laughs) you sound like me and, yeah and and the tempos are great the tempos definitely they keep my core tight the whole time I used to have a really bad problem with that um that and bracing every everything so I I do think it's working as much as I hate it it's definitely working and I think that was that was uh the main factor for my squat and then I did widen my stance mm-hmm. and oh and I switched to flats okay so that was good that was probably the best decision I've made as well because I have a problem to shoot my hips back so when I wore heels if I shot my hips back well I'm already leaning forward so it made me just want to fall forward fall over. Mm-hmm. yeah so now now it's better boom okay so you nailed the three the three third on the second attempt it moves well we get to bench. Now, I can't wait to talk about bench because I heard about bench, but I want to hear from the source, like you say, <laughs> right? I, mean, I did hear a little, little birdie mention a bad handoff, and I see yeah. your bench girl, and I'm like, you have a very technical bench. Like, you have a very high arch, very yeah. low range of motion, so I can see how you would need the right handoff to nail that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so this was the second meet that I've opened up with 115 keys. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, it stretches me. It, it stresses me so much. The night before I was like, how am I going to tell this guy to give me a good handoff that he gives me a good handoff the first time. If you look at all of my meets, my first bench has been a red light. 
and like it's it's like I've never gotten it I think the one that I did um in Ohio no not Ohio St. Missouri St. Louis Missouri I yeah, got but that I see, right there I see it yeah I see a few well, and Nebraska <laughs> the bench only meet you got them all I was in a shirt yeah um but yeah a lot of them like I I missed my first lift and it's because of that handoff and I was like you know I don't want to blame other people but so I was like what can I do better to help them better understand me so I go up there I'm like hey man I was like and I try to be his friend I was like hey man I was like so I have a high arch. I said, I have a high arch. I was like, you're going to be doing a lot of the work because a lot of people, when they give me a lift off, they don't really lift it off because they think I'm going to like, you know, help them. The yeah. And I don't, I don't do that. So I was just like, you're going to be doing a lot of the work. I was like, I want you to glide it out to me. And I was like, don't drop it on me. Give it to me gently. And I was like, and please, when you like, lift off I was like don't yank it okay you know and he's like okay you know get set everything shoulders tucked and I don't think it's just a me problem you know yes. everybody gets their shoulders tucked and yes. first thing just lifts it up and here's my shoulders and I'm like and I'm trying to tell myself don't even panic about it don't even worry about it because if you worry about it you're not gonna get it and then he gives it out to me drops it and drops it oh, and you and, and you just... see it you see it touch my like my chest and then I bring it back up because I'm like dude is there a way I can like save this and I hear I think the front judge either said like either said racket or no lift and I was like of course of course so I get up I sit down don't even worry about it right Sean's like what happened I tell him exactly what happened he tells them that they dropped it on me. I get a relift. And I'm like, okay, relift. I was like, what can I do different? So I go out there. I say, hey, I was like, you kind of yanked it. I think you took my shoulders out of place. I was like, please don't yank it. Just gently take it up and give it to me. And I was like, and please don't drop it on me. So I get set, shoulders tucked, yanks it. <laughs> but he didn't drop it on me this time. <laughs> so. I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take it. I brought it down and I couldn't get it back up because my shoulders weren't tucked. And at this point I was like, you know, I go to the back, you know, Sean's scared. My boyfriend's scared. Cause they're like, dude, like this isn't good. And I'm just like, I hate this. I was like, I hate how my bench is just so complicated. I was like, I hate this. This is stupid. I was like, I understand, like, he didn't give me a good lift off. I was like, but this is also my fault. I was like, for having a bench like this, I was like, and I was just so mad. I was so mad. And Sean's like, no, no, like, no. And I'm losing it. And I'm trying not to lose it, but I'm losing it. I'm over it. So my friend Angelina, uh, do you know her? Angelina uh, Spizzeri. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, everybody knows her. So. I know that last day. I had to say it a lot of times the next day. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> Yeah. She was um she was TC. And so she, you know, she's worried for me. And she's like, hey, don't worry. I'm gonna go ask the jury for somebody else to give a lift off. And in my mind, I was like, can that even happen? 
about to say, I don't even so, know that loud. I don't know. Yeah. So she asked them, comes back, and she was like, your coach has to request it. And Sean's like, can that, is that even, he's like, you know what, at this point, we're going to do it. So he mm. goes out there, he requests it, and this new guy is there. And I look at him, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> I was like, please. And I tell him the same thing. And he was slow giving it off to me, but I'd rather have that than somebody just, you know what I mean? Yes. And it was amazing. It felt so good. And it moved so fast. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're still in. I was like, I don't even care if that's the only bench that I get at this point. I was like, mm-hmm. we're in, we're still in. And, you know, my third lift comes around. I tell him the same thing. It literally moved the same as my first one. I was like, I, I feel like, too. yeah, I feel like the, the idea we've wanted was a 115, 120, 125 mm-hmm. keys. And, you know, because of the mishap that we had, we couldn't get the 125 keys, but I definitely hit a PR in a meet. Yes. So I took it. I thanked the guy. He was amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I hated it though. Like I really got to a point where I was like, I hate that my bench is so technical like this. And, and it's going to be that way forever. Cause it <laughs> will. You are. It will. I won't change until them rules do. <laughs> but you know i will say the cool thing about it is when you get that right hand off it's like it moves so fast so yeah you just have to have the right person so i can see why it's frustrating but i mean at least your coach can probably relate right oh he can definitely <laughs> relate but like he usually gets um he usually does self-lift off for himself and oh, no, or like in the in the gym he does Mm-hmm. I know that. I think he does try to take advantage of the liftoffs, but he has more range of motion than I do, so I feel like it's easier for him a little bit. But I can't speak for him. That might be yeah. just spreading false information. I don't know. It's your opinion. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we get through bench. We get to deadlift. <laughs> you hit your 385 you hit your 407 girl again i heard what happened but i want to hear from the source what happened on this third Dude. attempt we have 418 on the bar so i was getting loose i was like this has to be perfect i was like i need to get it like i wish you could hear what was going on in my head i was like this has to be good brace long arms push through your quads cat i was like all right I was like, I'm ready. And I was like, but don't rush it. You're not ready yet. <laughs> and so I'm still, and I'm literally blocking out everything, everything. And I was like, if I'm going over and you know, this is what happens in local meets. They tell you the time. Yes. And so I'm just like, if I have so-and-so seconds left, the judge will let me know. And I put my hands on the bar and he says, time. And I'm just like, and I look at him and I know what it meant. And I was like, should I still pull it though? I was like, no, I was like, I won't pull it. That's fine. So, and I was, and you know, it sucks that my, it went out like that, but I was so, so happy with how I performed and how I still PR'd. My first lift was a PR. Like I still PR'd. I was like, you know what? I was like, and I'm not upset. I was like, and there's nothing I could do to change this. 
in this moment, I was like, so get over it. Yes. And I just felt so bad because I didn't hear Sean and my boyfriend yelling. I they was going to say were yelling. <laughs> they were like, pull it, cat, pull it. You don't have time. And I was too busy blocking everything out and talking to myself that I didn't hear them. And yeah, you could definitely tell Sean was so disappointed. He was so disappointed. He was like, I knew you could have pulled that. He was like, he's like, I feel like everybody here knew you could have pulled that. He's like, and that he's like, I didn't even care who, I don't know if it was him or somebody else who told me that they didn't even care if I struggled and didn't get it. But at least that's how I went out. Like the way I went out was I timed out. Can you believe that? (laughs) And I was, I felt so bad because I made him feel kind of bad. You know what I mean? But when Ashoma got the check, he was like, we did it. We did it. We worked. She did it. Yes. I mean, you still had an amazing day. Again, everything's a learning experience, right? So now you know, you know, you might have to not block out every single thing. (laughs) But it's kind of impressive that you were able to block it out like that. Like, I can block stuff out, but I think if I had someone scream in my ear, I probably... (laughs) I couldn't. But you were like, I feel so bad. (laughs) oh man it's okay dude you ended up with a 1003 pound total like it's just wild that you like you total over a thousand at this meet yeah and that was like that was such a goal for the longest time and you know what whenever I met my boyfriend when I first met him he sent me a meme and it was it was this little girl it was it was the meme of this little girl trying to get on a roller coaster but she was crying because she wasn't that tall mm-hmm. and you know at the top instead of the height it said 1000 pound total and he was like he's like i'm not going to date you until you have a 1000 pound <laughs> total which was a lie but Obviously. i finally hit it <laughs> i was like oh my gosh and yeah i've been i've been trying to shoot for that for the longest time i was like this meet i should have it then it didn't happen i was like well this meet i should have it it didn't happen so yeah this and you that got was it with going six for nine too like i mean that's pretty cool so So, like imagine next time when we don't time out (laughs) yeah i'm excited that's cool and imagine too like hey you know you just have to sink every attempt like just the little things you learn i'm excited to see you at nationals (laughs) i think nationals is going to be a really really good meet for me and sean you know i i think it's going to be good it's going to be intense. It's I, now that you, you told me that prime time, that there's a possibility that it's not 10 lifters is less. That possibility so, that's not top 10 of each weight class. Yes. Top 10. There you go. Yeah. So now I don't know if I'm going to be on prime time. I mean, we wait. USAPL, if anyone's listening, please let us know. How you get in prime time? What what the uh, <laughs> what you need? What the qualifications are? What the qualifications <laughs> are like we wait in. I have no problem saying that because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I wish we knew. But yes, uh, I was told by someone who was asking about I was asking about it. Like yeah, good chance it's not gonna be top ten for my every single weight class. Y'all hear it with a grain of salt because I have no official word of anything. Okay, so no one get mad at me. Don't DM me. but yeah we we shall see what happens but regardless I'm so excited to see you I mean because you've only been with Sean for how many like eight weeks or three months 
That's a real good question. I don't even know. <laughs> Has it? It's probably been December. Not oh, it's like so December, and then January, February, three months. Three yeah, months, it's almost three months. months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, like, just imagine, like, you'll be with, you if would have would have been with him for over five months. Yeah, so that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Individualized and so programming. Who knew? That's <laughs> wow. Are you serious? And I literally, and I told everybody, I was like, yeah, they're not cookie cutter. They're not about that life. They're for real, you know. But, but now you know. It's unfortunate how you had to learn it. And at least you're talking about it because now you know. And honestly, you said that because you were told that. And so. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to sit here and spread lies. And, you know, if it were if it were recorded, and somebody proved like proved to me that that wasn't said you know I definitely own up to it but I uh, you know I'm not gonna sit here and say false stuff because this stuff you can definitely prove and you know we have a thing called the unity council here so it's like you know male and female from freshman sophomore junior and senior it's a little council right and you know if you're having a tough time or if you're about to kick kicked off the team and you maybe need redemption, um, you get sent there. And I feel like my boyfriend has been fighting for individualized programming for so long. And, you know, and I'm not going to go into detail with, you know, all this extra stuff that happened, but I feel like it was just such a personal thing for the coach here that he was like, no, we're not doing unity council. And one of the members literally said, we can take him like we will you know talk to him he's like no like he was so adamant about that and anybody who's gotten kicked off the team has been spoken about but there's nobody has spoken about this nobody has spoken about him no, nobody has spoken about me and everybody had to come to me to ask why so well i'm honestly excited that you got the opportunity to say it on somewhere where you can be like, you want to know why? Click this link and uh, <laughs> and there it is. There it is if you want to know anything. Yes. Yeah. I also, I did want to ask you, Caitlin. So when I was trying to schedule this um, conversation with you, you gave me your schedule. Like, okay, so you're obviously becoming a nurse, right? Okay, yes. Okay, so she's not in her head, y'all. So she's becoming mm-hmm. a nurse. Your schedule is crazy. How do you make time for work and like all the classes and the clinicals and training? Has it been harder to fit in training or is it easier because now you can do, well, he is more individualized. So I guess he can yeah. work more with your schedule. So now that I am not no longer on the team, usually they have, and it's very, it's a very um, inconsistent schedule with them because they like to because our cafeteria here, they how ghetto, they close at eight, you know, and some kids don't get out of practice at that time. So he wants, you know, us to be able to, you know, eat there some days. Um, so like, it's like girls one day, it's like, they'll split it up, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Like, oh, girls will lift at 3.45 on this day, but the next day they'll lift at 6. And then the next day they'll lift at 3.45. And the next day they'll lift at that. I cannot schedule myself like that. Like, there's no way. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, now that I am off the team, um, I make lifting my last thing I do. I put work and I put class in front of it. And then at the end of the day, I lift. So usually that's probably between 7 or 10 p.m. <laughs> that I go into the gym. And um, usually Mondays, my last class is at 3.20. Mondays and Wednesdays, last class is at 3.20. And then I usually try to work from that time to 7 at my job. And then sometimes after that, I work 7 to 9 at my tutoring job. You know, because there's a, there's a certain amount of hours that I need to get at my tutoring job because, you know, kids need tutoring. And then I also have to host a study table. So those are on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is when I have my clinical. And now I'm no longer staying here in Fremont. I have to drive to Omaha, which is around 30 minutes. So here I am waking oh, up at five in the morning. Does that have to do with because of where you train now? You just drive to your gym, you mean? No. So um there's like we have to split up hospitals I hate this but I think it's just to get like different experiences so we have like a Fremont Methodist hospital here and then some of us go to Omaha and we'll go to like Emmanuel hospital we'll go to CHI hospital and that stuff and I hate it because I can't drive in snow I don't know what I'm doing and I'm scared <laughs> you didn't learn that in Texas when you're 15. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, here I am waking up at five in the morning, getting ready, driving 30 minutes over there, get out at three, drive back the 30 minutes. You know, I have to do my study table from four to six. Mm -hmm. And then I have to work a quiz lab from six to seven, you know, figure out where I'm going to eat in between there. And then I go lift after that. Um, and then Thursdays, bless, I literally made sure I don't do anything that day. So I don't have class. I, I, I told my job I can work um, at the coffee shop. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, a coffee shop. What, what are you doing there? So um, I told him, if you need me, go ahead. But if you don't, don't schedule me. Mm -hmm. And um, usually now, because I saw that I will be competing on a Thursday, those are my SBD days, which is perfect that I'm not doing anything. And then Friday is like a less busier day. Um, but yeah, I try to make sure that I'm doing class and working. And sometimes when I'm working and nobody comes in for like tutoring or nobody joins my study table, um, I study myself. Nice. So that's, that's usually how I get it in. So, I mean, you definitely have learned to compartmentalize your time, which is going to be great in the future. So that's great. Yeah. But, woo, busy. But I like it, though. Like, you're making yeah. it work no matter what. And I think I, I love that being off the team has made it easier for you to fit training around your schedule in a better way. Because I can imagine if you have a fixed time in the middle of the day, that just, like, makes everything even harder. So. Yeah. Ooh, that is so cool. Okay. So going into Nats, do you have any numbers you're like really wanting to hit obviously it depends what happens on a day y'all know that we gotta get the mm -hmm. good hand up i know 
I know. <laughs> but like you, because you had numbers in mind for so long, you like basically could never even try to hit because they wouldn't even give you the right programming. So just yeah. like with the confidence you may have built up from the prep for Arnold's, like what are you thinking for national? So, um, man, for squat, I don't know. Squat was just such a, I've never progressed on squat. I was like anything over 300 would be great. Uh, you know, now that I've surpassed that, I think, you know, 350 is a reasonable goal for right now. Um, bad for squat. Um, for bench, I've always wanted 275 on bench. 275 pounds. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've hit it for a double before um, at Corrupted. Um, I've hit it for a single twice here at the, the gym that I train at. And I'm like, you know, and I, and I hit that on an ER rack that's about 10 years old. I was like, I got to at okay. least hit it there. You know what I mean? So that, that'll always be a goal for me. And once I do hit, you know, 275 pounds on bench, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want to do. Um, and then for deadlift, I don't know. I've, I've been wanting to hit 420 for a while. There was a, a video that I didn't even show Sean, which is wrong. But <laughs> there's a video of me pulling 420 and right, and it's always my, my hand that's over. Right mm -hmm. when I got up, my hand slipped and Ugh. it moved, moved so perfect. And I was like, you know what? I was like, if the grip is there, it's going to move, which that was, what was it? 418 on the bar? Yes, 418 for so, third we knew we knew it was going to go up i knew it was going to go up but i just took so long and i do have a problem with that i'm like here editing these videos to send to sean and i'm just like man like it's been two minutes what, what? yeah <laughs> you're like geez i should probably cut down time a little bit that's definitely going to be a priority is cutting down that time um it's sinking my squats um trying to get different handoffs from different people that's what I've been trying to do and yeah cutting down my time on deadlifts would but, you ever try yeah. oh go ahead no sorry go ahead I was gonna say would you ever try self-handoff which seems like it may not work for you with technicality but like have you tried it's, it it's so hard I've I've done a self-handoff with like 245 you know but it's just so my shoulders I would have to like so usually when I get a lift off my I'm I'm bringing it from back to the front but if I'm mm. giving a self lift off I have to be right under the bar in order for me yes. to pick it up and bring yes. it and de depress my lats and all that stuff and I have really bad elbows I have elbow tendonitis and ever since I hit that 275 for a double at cor corrupted strength my elbows went out the window like it's so bad and I've been to a chiropractor and I used to have forearm tendonitis and you know with rest it you know I got over it but I'm never resting these elbows and so usually what I do and I tell a lot of people is that I roll out my triceps with a lacrosse ball mm. and you know for that short amount of time it's great but I definitely feel it when I'm deadlifting too. I cannot, I cannot like 
throw my, like the way Sean throws his hands I cannot throw my hands like that because my elbows will be in a sharp pain whoa oh yeah okay. so that's that's another problem with the the self lift off and also my shoulders recently um I've been having really tight shoulders so I'll like use um a band a resistance band to get them loose mm-hmm. and if I keep doing those self lift offs it'll It'll get my shoulders out of place and it'll mess them up really bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So I like the strategy of getting multiple different kinds of handoffs. Boom. That's another way to go about it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to ask a couple questions about getting to know you because I, I mean, I freaking love this conversation. Um, random questions. With the little spare time you do have, what do you enjoy doing with the five minutes you have? With the five minutes left, I take naps. I am napping every <laughs> single chance I get. I promise you. I, you know, I get out. There's this one class. It ends at 11.50. My next class is at two. And my mm-hmm. friend's like, let's go to lunch. I was like, I'm taking a nap. And so I go, <laughs> I take a nap. I get back. Um, sometimes when I get out of my clinical, if I get back before three and my study table at four, I'm taking a nap. Like, I I look for those little times, and I'm like, it's gonna happen. And what sucks is that two days ago, got out of my clinical, did whatever I had to do. It's eight o'clock p.m. Right? I was like, man, I was like, I've been sleep deprived for so long. I haven't taken a nap in two days, and um, I was just like, I'm gonna take a nap. Woke up at four in the morning, and I'm like. I looked around I was like oh my gosh I was like whatever I texted Sean I was like look I was like this day is gonna be blank I was like I really I didn't even have time to study so I wouldn't I was staying up I fell back asleep woke up at six studying I was like man that sucks so I missed my training day and a little bit of studying because my nap really I just slept (laughs) it turns into I'm going to sleep for a day (laughs) yeah but I do that I do that and I do this is usually on the weekends I hang out with my friends a lot we'll go when it's a good day outside which is rarely um I'll go walking with my friends I'll take a walk with my boyfriend we'll go um get ice cream there's this place I don't know if you've ever been I don't know if you have it wherever you live it's called kung fu tea and oh yes I've been, I've been there oh, it's so <laughs> good it's so, I swear it's crack and I'm so obsessed with it any chance I get actually I told my boyfriend after this we're heading over there we're going over there and um we're probably gonna eat I love eating pho if like I, I haven't had time lately but that is it that before an SBD day perfect I promise you that right there um and then we're going to the Asian market <laughs> so excited nice solid day you eat like me you need to hang out <laughs> I you know and it oh it hurt my heart when after the Arnold you know we're, me and Sean were talking about Nats and he's like yeah he's like we're gonna be so locked in get enough rest dial in your diet <laughs> I said skirt what <laughs> dial in my diet and I just love food so much I've been cutting to 57s for so long yeah. and when this new weight class came in I was like there's no way I'm cutting to 56 like 
on paper it doesn't look like a lot but then those two pounds can mean so much no that's that said, be a lot for lightweight yeah I was like there's no way so I decided to move up to 60 so after my meet the one here at Midland in um St. Louis Missouri you know I weighed in I think at like 124 mm-hmm. you know went back to Texas uh, I got an Airbnb in Houston with a lot of my friends. Like, that's, like, usually my downtime. And Tony's like, there's no way you gain seven pounds in a week. I was, I was <laughs> like, it's just so good out here. It's so good. And you did it. I did it. And, yeah, Sean literally's like, you need to stay at 60 or maybe a little <laughs> bit above. You need to dial in that diet. And what do you say? You got space. That's 132. You waited at 130.7 at Arnold. So if you just yeah. like you it's okay. It's, you gotta maintain. It's gotta maintain. Yeah. You can't go straight like full on bulk. <laughs> yeah. So I've been I've been trying my best to send, you know, my weights in every morning. Um, getting his opinion about that. He's liked them so far. The heaviest I've been in the morning was probably 132.4. Okay, really but, good spot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing good. The day before my meet, I, we had like, there was this dinner that I went to and um, man, I ate so much. They just kept bringing food after food. Oh, I was like, I need to try all of this. I was like, I'd be wrong not to try every single thing. So good. So full. Woke up, um, weighed myself in the morning and I was 130. I had breakfast wait in still 130 I was like oh this is great life is good bro I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so the last meet Arnold's my first time not cutting as well in six years yo I got to have breakfast I had it a whole so sub good, sandwich right? for dinner the night before like a full-on Jimmy John's like the extra large so I was just a happy human <laughs> yeah and I, I guess my breakfast is so specific um I I I guess because it, he said if I was able to have breakfast, I needed something with sodium or I don't know what he said. Sean's too smart for me. He really be talking a lot. And so I had like udon noodles for breakfast with teriyaki sauce. You're funny. (laughs) I was like, this is not the ideal, but it's okay. It's okay. It got you fueled. Uh, Do you watch TV? I don't. Oh, never mind. I was gonna ask you for your favorite TV show, but we're gonna skip that. Okay, what's your favorite music to lift to? So, and I have this down to a T. I have this down to a T. Kanye, when I squat, because nice. it gives me, I never had the confidence, and Kanye gives me that confidence. He's so good. He is, he's so good. <laughs> he's on your water bottle. <laughs> so, Kanye, when I squat for the confidence, Okay. So it's there. For bench, I like something really soft. So I'll probably listen. I've been messing around with a lot of Joji lately. I've always been a fan. He's been like my road trip songs. Um, but I was like, you know what? I don't mind listening to him while I bench. And it's good. Um, usually whenever um, I was at my meet, I didn't listen to music while I bench. It's just not a, it's not something you, I get hyped for. Um and then deadlift, um, I use, you know, Ashton Tuba for this? No. No? Okay, so his name's Ashton. 
Um, he has an account too buff for this. Okay. And yeah, he is he's so out of pocket. He's been getting banned a lot, but like he used to have like over 200k followers, got banned, then he was building it back up, got banned. Now he's building it back up. I do see in the future he's getting banned again. Um, <laughs> okay. But he shared with me a playlist and it's so good. It's it's um more of nowadays, like by nowadays, I mean like what the kids are listening to in the gym. Like, uh-huh. um, what is it? P- play a funk. I think that's one of the, yeah, you're, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm either, like smiling. Like, oh, yeah. I totally know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's like, it's like, it's, uh, it's one of those sounds that sound like a video game. You know okay. what I mean? Like you'll hear that and you know, yeah. So, um, that's what it has in a lot of, um, just nowadays music with the kids or folks listening to. So that for a deadlift to get me hyped and everything. What's your favorite Kanye song? Oh, mm. I've been I've been liking Saint Pablo off of uh, Life of Pablo. His album okay. Saint Pablo is really good. Nice. Um, that's good. What else? Is there anything else? I like um, Wolves because it's you know. He said, you left your fridge open. He's, you know, he left, you left your fridge open. Somebody just took a sandwich. It was so good. He, he just has a lot of good songs. And that makes sense. If you think about it, you know. No, he does. <laughs> but I, I think St. Pablo. St. Pablo is really good. Um, listen to it. Listen to the lyrics. Super good. I think one of my, my favorite, um, if I can remember, uh, one of them said, like, well it all looks great 400 years later we buy in our own chains you know um that's not new slaves is it no 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 no. that one that one's under saint pablo that one's under the song saint pablo um and then he just has it just it's good you gotta listen to it a lot of people say kanye music is trash kanye is off the meds whatever but no watch the documentary um, written is so good i wanted to cry what, yeah. i did actually okay. uh <laughs> i probably would too uh that you know if you listen to all his podcasts he's not stupid he's not crazy and you know and i i totally understand like ever since his mom passed away you know he's not the same and you can't blame him you know it was really cool to see Cause I didn't get into him honestly until probably like three years ago. So it was cool to see like how he was with his mom and how close they were. Because of course, again, we've all heard always oh, crazy office meds since his mom died. He's so yeah. Psycho. But I never knew the dynamic they had, and like I've never been like that way with either my parents. I've never been like they seem really close. I'm like yo, like he lost his best friend yeah and like that was just cool to see oh like things are clicking now and this makes more sense and i'm so glad that that got published because people people who are about it and they watch it they totally understand but if you're just here for you know the kim k gossip the pete the, the skeet davidson gossip you know you you're just you're just going off of what the social media is saying rather than you know, and you can't really understand him because he's a celebrity. You know what I mean? It's yes. not like it's not like right here where I'm talking to you. There's no way I could just go sit down and talk to Kanye. I can call him up, say, "Hey, you want to have 
Paul? No. So it's hard, but with the resources we have, like, you know, get educated. Word. Word. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Last question for you in a world okay. where you had to stop powerlifting. What sport do you choose? And you had to pick a sport. <laughs> oh, I honestly think I'd get back into softball for real. You did softball? I did. I was okay. so good. Ah, I've been, I, so my sister did softball when she was younger. So my mom was like, oh, let's put, let's put Kat in the softball, right? And I loved it. There was a time where I told my mom, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And, you know, she's like, shut up. So, you know, <laughs> I still did it. Oh, mom. And it was good. I loved it. Um, I'd like to think I was really good. That was my whole plan was to go to college for softball that was the thing oh yeah and I also did track but I noticed the more I started lifting I got slow um I got stronger to where I had to throw the softball a certain way I hated running even more than I already did mm -hmm. and I I had a dream you'd love this I had a dream so <laughs> I was at, so, okay, before the dream, hold on, hold on. So real life, I was at a softball tournament and, you know, I was there. We didn't get done till late. I'm running, you know, everywhere. And this is when I was a 52. So, and this was in high school. So I'm running everything. Um, I'm tired. Drive back the few hours to get back home, go to bed. And, you know, where we were driving, for this powerlifting meet was two hours away so here we are loading the bus at four in the morning i get back home late load a bus at four in the morning you know i go to this meet in a new weight class i'm i was like you know what i'm not even gonna cut i was like i'm just gonna go in as a 123 i weighed in at 116 you know or my by 123 i mean uh, as a 57 yes but that would that would be a 56 but yeah we only talk pounds in texas so, um, so I compete and I got fourth place and I've always gotten first when I got fourth place, it hit me and rubbed me so wrong. I did not talk to anybody for a few days. I just sat in my room and I cried and I was so down. Well, now here it comes. I fell asleep. And I had a dream. It was this man, right? Bald man, right? And when you think of bald man, you know, the head shiny. This man's head was not shiny. It was dull, right? Okay. And he handed me a box of donuts. I was like, those look like good donuts, but they look like old donuts. You know, old donuts don't have their shine to it, like mm -hmm. his head, right? Okay. Okay. So I, w I wake up and I was like, man, I text, I text my stepdad, hey, can we get donuts somewhere? And, you know, I go back to sleep and it's the same dream, white background, right? This woman, blonde haired woman, pink dress. She had lip gloss on. It was glossy. It was shining. And she okay. shows me a box of donuts, fresh, glistening with the glaze on them, right? And I was like, those are some good looking donuts and I wake up and I'm like 
I want the fresh donut. I want the new donut. Now you're asking me how, why am I telling you this? Well, I was like, you know what? Out with the old, in with the new. I was like, if this hurt me so bad in powerlifting because I was at a softball tournament, I was like, I've been doing softball since I was like young, 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 right? I was like, this really isn't going to get me anywhere. And I really want to go to college for powerlifting now. So I, that morning, I told my coach, I'm quitting softball. And I focused all my time. I quit track too. I focused mm -hmm. all my time, all everything into powerlifting. And yeah, once I won regionals, I won state, um, went to nationals in 2019. I got chosen for the world's team. And then I ended up not going because of COVID. Um, and like, look where I am now because of that donut dream, because I interpreted in that way, if I stuck with softball or did both, you know, and I didn't succeed the way I did, I feel like this couldn't have happened. That is so cool. No, really, this is cool to hear. Like, it was like a foreshadowing dream. And you're like, I don't know if you believe in God. I think God was giving me that dream. If you don't, you can say it was the universe that you want to. I'm going to say God. But <laughs> that dream came to you for a reason. And it helped you to make a decision that was necessary. So that's pretty cool. And I made it so quick, too. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm done. There is like no it. way. Oh, man, Caitlin, you've been a blast to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining. Yes, of course. This was great. You are the very, it's so, I'm grateful that this was the first podcast that I was on speaking on. This was great. This was amazing. I loved it. Yay, so happy. All right, y'all. Caitlin, thank you again for joining and catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you loved it, if you want your friends to hear it, then don't just share it with them, but please leave me a five-star review and an actual written review. I appreciate it so much, and it really helps me get the podcast out to more people so we can empower other people to get into the sport of powerlifting, to hear the stories of amazing women who are getting super strong and deserve a spotlight, and to just introduce people to Barbell with proper education. I appreciate all of y'all. Please don't forget to leave that review. It means the world to me.